Two quarterbacks were traded today with many quarterback needy teams still on the board, which makes Vikings fans wonder if Kirk Cousins is the next QB to be traded. Considering the Vikings are covering their bases by interviewing top QB prospects like Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, and Carson Strong, trading Kirk Cousins remains a distinct possibility. Welcome to Minnesota Sports Talk. I'm your host, David Shelsky. You can follow me on Twitter at SkullWorld and at MN Sports Podcast. A lot has happened today, and I'm going to try to break it all down for you and how it can impact the Minnesota Vikings. Let's get started. First, some Vikings reports. Jason Lonconfora, CBS Sports, lists Adam Thielen, Eric Kendricks, Michael Pierce, and Dalvin Cook as players who Minnesota is open to listing, listening to offers for. Alex Ballantine of Bleach Report suggests Michael Pierce is a top trade target for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, this, this can make sense. It's a new regime. These are players that they didn't draft. Michael Pierce sat out a year. Still under contract, has trade value, and if there's interest, trade them. You already have, you have Tomlinson, you have two nose tackles. If you're switching to a 3-4, two nose tackles might not do you any good, even though Pierce could play a run stuff on defensive end and Tomlinson play the nose guard. It, it doesn't make sense to have two nose tackles. If you get rid of one of them and get some trade value back for it, I say do it. Eric Kendricks, be tough to let you go. However, he did have a little bit of an off year this past year, and he's 30 years old. This could be a chance to, it, that old adage, get, get rid of a player one year early rather than one year late. Dalvin Cook could be a similar situation. I think he's got a lot of life left in him. He's a top running back. He played with an injury late, showed his toughness. However, he's, he still hasn't had a year where he's played all 16 games. It's hard to do as a running back, but I can understand considering we have good backups behind him and Dalvin Cook having a large contract and the Vikings being 16 over the cap, I can see that happening. Adam Thielen looking at a huge cap hit. He's on the wrong side of 30. And I think he's either going to be 32 or 33 during the season. Uh, I still like him. He had 10 touchdowns and he didn't, he still missed a lot of, he missed a lot of time due to injury He's, he hasn't been staying healthy. However, I would really like to see Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson play again for at least one more year, um, and see um, and just see if KJ Osborne can fill in that second receiver spot. And who knows? This is a deep uh, wide receiver draft, so his future may change later too. Um, Vikings signed defensive tackle T.Y. McGill, twenty-nine-year-old. He recorded, played in two games, recorded one tackle, one pass deflection. This is the first signing of the Quasi and Kevin O'Connell regime. What a splash. Vikings signed defensive tackle T.Y. McGill. Now, you know, Eric Sugarman was released. He's a 16-year vet as a head trainer. I believe is a... A big example of anyone can go under this new GM. You know, there is some uh, talk of ex-Viking players saying he's, you know, awful person and happy he's gone. Uh, Eric Sugarman is a widely respected. I couldn't tell you any inside knowledge on it, but it does kind of tend to lean towards the uh, rule by fear that they brought that was brought up in the offseason. 
if you're not if you're uh, not healthy, then you know you're you know play you know fake that you know. It just seems like the this was kind of what the past regime was like: play injured, get out on the field. We're gonna ignore you. Uh, type of atmosphere, but there's a lot to say that Eric Sugarman, when considered an Adrian Peterson, came back on short notice and rushed for 2,000 yards. So there's a lot to be said about what Sugarman's done over the past 16 years with the Vikings. However, um, he's gone, and it just shows you that anybody can go under this new uh, management. Defensive end Purdue of uh, Purdue, George Karlaftis. He had a formal interview with 18 teams. It included the Minnesota Vikings. Now, a lot's being said about the Vikings um, coveting two, potentially coveting the top two cornerbacks in this draft at number 12. If they if they are not there at 12, the Vikings have a plethora of defensive line choices, and uh, you can look for the Vikings to either stay put, draft the top DN or D lineman at that position at that pick at 12 or trade down my last podcast i suggested if those two corners aren't there we trade down we still pick a defensive end we get the draft capital and we could potentially move up and draft who we want in the late first early second again um that could be a qb and that's what i'm going to talk about today is you know the vikings are the it's like the last QB standing. This could potentially be a big day. One more thing to talk about, though, before I dive into that, is the Vikings contracts that are vesting next week. Daniil Hunter, $18 million roster bonus. I do look to see that they're going to restructure his contract. There's potentially that the with the four, I'd say, restructures under the current roster, barring any trades, they could get down to $30 million under the cap. And be able to sign, be able to sign a few people and extend Kirk Cousins. So, Daniel Hunter, eighteen million. That's the big one. Dalvin Cook, eight point three million base. The Vikings could, uh, you know, relieve some cap space of getting rid of Dalvin Cook. However, he is our best chance at a for the you know the starting running back position. However, that old adage, one year before, you know, one year early than rather than one year late. Michael Pierce, seven point nine million base. I wouldn't mind seeing him going just to because we have D- Dalvin Tomlinson, uh four point nine million base. Brian O'Neill, four point four million base. He's no not going anywhere, we know that. Heron Smith Harrison Smith, two point nine five million base. He has eight million roster bonus. Just from I just his name is not coming up as being a release candidate or a trade candidate. I really think they like his versatility, um, playing a, a linebacker of sorts in certain situations under the Donatello um, defensive scheme. He has a lot of flexibility. He can he can rush the quarterback. He can play either safety position. He's strongest. You know, up at the line, he's very deceptive. He drops back into, you know, single high coverage a lot. He's he's, he's very good at pretty much anything a, a uh, safety can do. So you're going to see Harrison Smith probably still be on this team. 
to now let's talk about the QB situation. Two things that have set off a lot of speculation right now are the trades that happen. Russell Wilson uh, Seahawks, was traded from the Seahawks to the Broncos. The Seahawks get Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris. Tight end Noah Fant, he had over 600 yards, he, a lot of targets. Starting tight end for a lot of teams. Very good player. Um Seattle's getting Shelby Harris, defensive tackle, very productive. Maybe not dominant, but still a very good player. And Drew Locke can fight for any uh, incoming QBs that the Seahawks might be going after. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. But they also get two first-round picks, 22 and 20-23. Two second-round picks this year and next year, and a fifth-round pick. Russell Wilson and a fourth-round pick goes to the Broncos. So they throw in a fourth-round pick to offset some of the draft capital. Carson Wentz got traded today. Colts get two third-round picks. A 20-23 um, pick moves to a second if if Wentz plays 70% of the snaps. So of the two third-round picks, one could potentially be a second-round pick, pick if Wentz plays 70% of the snaps. Commanders get Carson Wentz. That's it. Team, however, the teams will swap 2022 second-round picks. So they will be swapping the, the second-round pick this year. Colts gave up a first and a third in when they acquired Wentz from the Eagles. So they didn't lose a whole lot. I would say a first-round pick's a big deal, but... They will get that second next year, or they will get the second-round pick if Carson Wentz plays 70% of the snaps. That will be in 2023. So, you know, they lose out from a first to a second, um, and they still get the third back. So there's a lot to be said. They're getting reimbursed for one-year rental on Carson Wentz. It is really weird. He, you know, he threw for, you know, three a little over 3,000, 3,400 yards. Uh, he had 28 touchdowns and seven interceptions. You would have thought that would be a good season for somebody. However, I didn't watch the games, and I understand that uh, they just really blew it in that first round of the playoffs. He, Carson Wentz really struggled. So they're moving on from him. Now, so let's talk about Deshaun Watson's situation. Friday, he's going to – he's going to um, – uh, he's 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 uh we'll find out a lot after Friday of what his legal situation is. The grand jury's convening on uh on his uh legal troubles. So we'll figure we'll find out after Friday maybe a lot um about what his situation might be moving forward. So this has brought up speculation now that Seattle has traded Russell Wilson and are now in need of a quarterback and now uh, Seattle has got a bunch of picks. So Seattle reportedly interested in trading for Deshaun Watson after receiving all the picks from Denver in the Russell Wilson trade. Uh, trade rumors, I believe, have been reinforced by Seattle creating cap space by re- releasing linebacker Bobby Wagner. He had a $20.6 million cap hit. After all the transactions Seattle has made, um, they now have $40 million in cap space available uh, Deshaun Watson currently holding a $40.4 million cap hit of his own. 
So they freed up all his space. They traded off a QB um, that's older. You know, thirty. He's going to be thirty-four, I believe, this season. Now they're going to Deshaun Watson, who I believe is twenty-eight, maybe twenty-nine um, this season. He, they they freed up that 40, $49 million and now you know they can absorb the $40 million Deshaun Watson gets. Now, Deshaun Watson has a no-trade clause. He's expressed his interest in playing for the Vikings or the Buccaneers. But Seattle could entice him for the fact that they got Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf under contract. Now, it was reported by Aaron Wilson of the Pro Football Network now that Seattle have trade franchise quarterback Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos, they created a huge void at the most important position in the NFL. The Seahawks, if they're going to be a contender, can rely on former first round pick. Cannot rely on former first round pick Drew Locke as the answer under center. The Seahawks are interested in Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson and are expected to explore trade scenarios for the three-time Pro Bowl passer according to league sources, not authorized to speak publicly. The CX have draft capital to trade for Wilson. That includes first-round picks, ninth overall for the Broncos, two second-round picks, 40th from the Broncos, and 41st. And some good players, including safety Jamal Adams and wide receiver DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Watson has a no-trade clause in a four-year, $156 million contract and have to sign off any prospective trade under the terms of the deal. So that coming from Pro Football Network, that Deshaun Watson could be moving to Seattle, that Seattle positioning themselves to make that trade. We'll see. A lot will be determined after Friday. You just don't know his legal situations and potential suspensions from the league. It's still... Widely speculative, I still believe, even at this juncture. However, we it's a much closer scenario now that Seattle has traded Russell Wilson and a team has the draft capital that uh, the Houston Texans were looking for. Now, how does this affect the Vikings? Well, Kirk Cousins is now the de facto number one QB option potentially available to be traded to a quarterback needy team. Another sit, another reason is Cousins is reported as saying as he won't take anything but a fair market contract, no discounts to the Minnesota Vikings. It's his prerogative. I can understand that. He played for a year. He played for a few years for Peanuts under in Washington until being franchise t- tagged twice, where he finally made money. Um, being a former, I believe, third-round pick. Now, with the Vikings, he's made bank, but it's been a short stint of making money in this league. Uh, Now, another factor is Aaron Rodgers reportedly signed for a four-year, $200 million contract, uh, being the highest-paid player in NFL history. Now, he, Aaron Rodgers recently tweeted out that this is a... He he's going to be with the Packers next year, but his contract has been reported wrong. Who knows? I have no idea, but I guarantee you, he signed to be the the highest paid quarterback uh, in the NFL, and that would be 
compared to recent contracts such as Patrick's Mah- Patrick Mahomes was making $45 million a year. I believe it was a 10-year, $450 million contract. But he's averaging $45 million a year. Josh Allen's $43 a year. Dak Prescott's $40 a year. Russell Wilson's $35 a year. There's a couple of odd contracts that might be in this top five. But um, right outside of it is Kirk Cousins making $33 million a year. I believe, you know, there's some players making 27, but that might be signing bigger contracts that will pass Kirk Cousins. There's a there's a there's a lot to be said that Kirk Cousins could be due a a contract maybe looking at 40 million a year. I don't think the Vikings want to pay that. And because of now Cousins being like number 1 QB option out potentially available because I believe Quasey's open to it. I think Kevin O'Connell's probably open to it. He probably wants the best quarterback he can have, but if you're looking at, you know, a Russell Wilson trade where I'm going to get a couple players that can help me plus two number ones and a couple extra picks, I, and it seems, and I'll talk about this in a little bit, that they like a few players in this draft. Now, let's see who still needs a QB. The Panthers, they have the sixth pick and a cap space of $21.6 million. They could easily maneuver to get, um, to get Kirk Cousins on their team. I'm going to rate this a C choice. Um, one, because there's a report that Panthers official laughed when it was brought up that they had interest in Kirk Cousins. That could be some crap right there. I, I don't know. It's, again, an unnamed source. But, you know, I think it's because they're, I don't think these guys are in contention. Why would they go and, you know, they could be just shooting at one year. Maybe they, maybe they think they could trade just for Kirk Cousins one year on his contract. Kirk Cousins is not going to want to go to a team that's not going to give him an extension. So he's not going to be a one-hit wonder. I don't think the Panthers – I love the fact that they got the sixth overall pick. That would be great. I don't know how interested the Panthers are of mortgaging their future on Kirk Cousins. The Browns, very interesting. Twelfth overall pick, $17.9 million in space. I cap space. I do believe I, – I do believe we got to take uh, their quarterback off their hands. And that could – that could potentially bring more picks our way, but uh, we'll see. The Browns, I think, remain a better option than the Panthers. Not a better option, but a more likely option than the um, the Panthers. We'll see about that one. Eagles, they had the 15th, 16th, and 19th pick. Awesome. That would be uh, that'd be some options right there. They have cap space of $17.3 million. Jalen Hurt. Though, as their QB, they probably still like him, want to give him more opportunity. That's that's a potential. That's potentially what's going to happen. If they like Kirk Cousins, though, more than Hurt, they have the they have picks to give up. So this is still remains an option. Saints, 18, um, 18th pick overall. However, they have the most horrible cap space situation with forty five million. Negative 45 million. 
I don't see this happen. I think these guys are in full rebuild. Uh, but I've seen Stranger Things. Steelers, this seems like the ideal place to trade. They're the 20th pick overall. Um, cap space, $28.9 million. So they got the room. Uh, well, they'll have room if they maneuver a little bit. They'll have picks. The They could potentially have the right amount of picks to trade for a Kirk Cousins. Right now, I think the going rate's two number ones based on what Russell Wilson went for. Um, Titans would be the next uh, 26 uh, overall pick. Cap space, negative seven, $7.9 million. Tannehill has a horrible contract to absorb. Uh, I don't see Titans being an option. I They got to get rid of Tannehill. He's, he's a lot of dead money for them, too. I, I just same with Cousins. I don't I don't see this trade happening. Buccaneers also one of the better options I believe out there. Twenty seven uh, overall pick, cap space negative sixteen million. They'd have a lot of maneuvering to do. However, it could it could get done, and they would have the picks and the team still contend that they wouldn't want to go to to the well anymore and try to and try to you know, get lucky on somebody. They, they want to win now, I believe. Uh, they have the team to do it. Get Kirk Cousins in there. That's their missing piece. Uh, that's potentially right there, Buccaneers. Uh, so far, I've talked Browns, Steelers, Buccaneers um, as the probably the better choices. Colts, they just traded the quarterback. They have a good team. They barely missed the playoffs. 47th overall pick, unfortunately. Now, with... They have two third-round picks, though, or have three third-round picks, though. So they have some ability, a second and a third and a first next year. That's a potential uh, a potential option for the Vikings. $42 million under the cap. They got, they got a lot of potential. So I would throw the Colts in there. Not ideal because of the current, the current pick that the Vikings would get back in a trade. But if they get a second, a third, a first next year, maybe another third or fourth round pick thrown in there, this it could happen. Vikings just need to be patient. And especially if they don't draft a QB this year, it gives them more trade potential to get a to get one of the top quarterbacks next year. So we'll see. Again, this is speculation on Kirk Cousins only because of what's happened. Um, I'm not advocating necessarily for any of this, just reporting what I think could potentially happen. 49ers, 61 overall pick, cap space negative 1.1 million. Um, I know Shanahan loves Kirk Cousins. They got Garoppolo there. They got a former top draft pick behind him. they They may not be impressed after seeing him in practice for a year, but I... I think I don't think this would happen. Uh, just the pick isn't there. The picks aren't there. They got Garoppolo still. We would have to take him in the trade. Uh, what kind of picks could we get from the Niners? It, it just doesn't seem seem like a good option. Vikings in the draft. So what could the? It's reported that the Malik Malik Willis, Kenny from Liberty, Kenny Pickett from Pitt. Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati and Carson Strong from Nevada have all been interviewed by the Vikings. 
Malik Willis. Turns out he's got a strong-ass arm. And uh, obviously he's pretty mobile as a quarterback. His downside is that he hasn't had a lot of experience. You know, two years with Liberty, not, not a lot of passing in that, you know, 20, think 800 yards is the most he's did. So there's a lot to in it. He kind of struggled and he threw 12 interceptions. Apparently he was pressed in the second half of the year. But with but he's the lack of experience could be made up with a sit in the year. And and also, you know, it just will come with experience. But it was reported that he was throwing bombs. And I saw some some video of him. He overthrew one guy, but he was geez, 70 yards on field, 75 yards on field. And then he actually hit a guy in stride the same distance. So there, there's a lot to be said about his uh, t- physical talents that could come around. Um, Kenny Pickett, Pittsburgh, they say he's the most quarterback, or Todd McShay says he's the most NFL-ready quarterback. There's he had the, His downside is he's only had one year where he was excellent. The other three were pretty average. He basically doubled his production his, from his junior to senior year. He's 6'3", but he ran a – he's a mobile quarterback. I think he ran a 4.69 in the combine. So there's a lot to be said about Kenny Pickett. Desmond Ritter, I like a lot. He ran a 44940. 44-9-40. And uh he's he just looks like a, a much better, even taller version than than Kellen Mond. The guy mobile, he's tall. I think he's 6'4. 6'4 runs a 4-4-9. Good strong arm, mobile. He he beat Notre Dame. He went to he took Cincinnati to the playoffs. It's a lot to be said about Desmond Ritter. Carson Strong, he is a prototypical pocket passer. He's got the size. He's got, he can make all the throws. This is gonna be this this guy is a potential starter in the NFL. He may be the sixth quarterback taken off the board. Um, I he could be his highest score, but I do think. You know, out of the six top quarterbacks out there, it's you know it's said that he could be he'd be the six. This is a guy that the Vikings could get at the twelfth pick in the second round. Very good opportunity. I would say he's a taller version of Kirk Cousins. This guy, this guy can make every single throw. I'm totally impressed with Carson Strong. This guy's got touch. I think he'll do back shoulder throws. He drops it in the bucket. He's strong, accurate arm. There's so much to be said about Carson Strong's passing ability. Mobility, that's also what reminds me of Kirk Cousins. We'll see what an NFL pocket will look like and how he responds uh, once he's in the league. But strong option, You can, I don't think – I would not be disappointed – if the Vikings decided to pull the trigger and put this guy in the fold as a potential replacement down the road of Kirk Cousins, still with Kirk Cousins even on the on the team and having this as a, having uh, Carson Strong as our backup, I do believe all four of these quarterbacks I mentioned are better prospects than Kellen Mond coming out of college. New Vikings general manager Quesi Adolfo Mensa is not a fan of people calling this a weak quarterback class. 
he just does he doesn't agree that this is a weak quarterback class class. In fact, he says it's funny. I just I just had a conversation with somebody about that. He said this from Tuesday in Indianapolis. I would probably go back and ask people what they thought about Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson's class. I thought they said the same thing. You'll always want to be open-minded. Now, free agent QBs available. Let's say the Vikings do trade a Kirk Cousins and then uh, draft a QB in the first or second round or trade up from the second into the first. All these options will be available because they'll have so many picks after trading um, either some of these vets out there that or that we have that are looking at big contracts going into 2022. And if we trade Kirk Cousins, we're going to have a plethora of picks to be able to move up, up and down the draft. And then we'll have uh, two, at least one, if not two young quarterbacks that can compete for the starting job. Well, let's throw a free agent QB, a veteran into the mix. We got Ryan Fitzpatrick, sure he's 39, but you know, Fitz Magic, man, this guy, this guy's done some interesting things on the field and a, and probably a good mentor for a couple of newer quarterbacks. And he's you know, nothing to lose. And he's not going to be looking for a big contract, maybe just another payday or another day in the sun to play football. Jameis Winston, not exactly a leader. Uh, I don't. I think this would probably be farthest from the options I see as good viable quarterbacks uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. I just don't think he fits the new culture that they're trying to bring in. But he does have talent, throws a lot of picks, probably the opposite of Kirk Cousins when it comes to decision-making. Uh, the next option, Teddy Bridgewater. Would we like a reunion with Teddy Bridgewater? He, he would fit the culture. Uh, one thing I believe with all these quarterbacks I mentioned, they want a prove-it year. You can, there are situations where you can sign a quarterback, give him, let's say, $5 million guaranteed with incentives that will reach over $10 million if the, and, and do it for one year. That is a distinct possibility with the names I'm giving here. Marcus Mariota. Dude was a first-round pick. I believe he was the first quarterback taken. If I, I, I could have been. I think he was top five uh, in the draft that he came out of. He had one, uh, I think his second year in the league was pretty decent. He, he did have talent, mobility. It's just um, he hasn't proven much in this league, and he, he has sat the past couple of years. But what has he learned? He may have improved that. Um, I think – of these quarterbacks listed, I'm most intrigued by Marcus Mariota. I would think one guy you could bring in um, for a one-year, you know, mentorship, prove-it year, whatever you want to call it, is Tyrod Taylor. This guy is a competitor. He's a good guy in the locker room. He's a good leader on the field. People do rally around him. I do see Tyrod Taylor as a hey, let's bring him in, compete against our two guys, give him an opportunity to start one more year in this league before we hand the reins over. I believe Tyrod Taylor is an epitome of a bridge quarterback for our team. Uh, That's if we trade Kirk Cousins. Now, that's it for today. I know 
trading Kirk Cousins a pretty polarizing topic. I'm not necessarily in favor of, it, favor of it. I am recognizing that the Vikings are in that situation where it could be very enticing if someone comes out and says, hey, here's two first rounds and a third, or here's a here's a linebacker that you guys need or a cornerback you need and two firsts. I I don't you know, can the Vikings pass up something like that? Be hard to. It'd be hard to. I know uh, new regimes like to pick their new quarterback. I I think we would love to keep Kirk Cousins. His contract contract demands may may have us lean towards trading him. It's up to Kirk Cousins, honestly. There's really up to Kirk Cousins if he wants to stay a stay a Viking. But the but the um, Kevin O'Connell and Quazy are are looking at quarterbacks. They are interviewing quarterbacks. They are hedging their bets. They don't want to be left out in the dry with a you know Kirk Cousins um, you know contract demands and not have a backup plan. And th- honestly, they're doing a great job keeping our options open. This is it for today. Thank you for listening. I appreciate every one of you. Go Skull Vikings. Talk to you next time. Have a great day.